daughters, sisters, and wives. They're gonna change our lives. Eat women, eat girls. They'll make a better world. Invest in Now here's your host, Catherine Gray. Welcome to this week's edition of Invest in Her. I'm your host, Catherine Gray, founder of She Angel Investors and co-founder of the She Angels Foundation. And as you know, we are all about funding women, and that's what my next guest is about. She is the managing director of Project W, and that is, consists of about 3,000 female members that are female funders that are angel investors, that are founders of funds, please welcome to the show, Lynn Loker. Hi, Lynn. Hello, Catherine. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, thank you. And I just love what you are doing with Project W. Uh, we're going to talk all about that, how people can even become a part of that and take advantage of all the incredible things you all do from accelerators to you know, pitch camps to funding. Uh, so let's talk about a little bit first about your background and how you got into helping to create this Project W in the first place. Uh, so way back, you were born in Seattle, you shared with me, but now it's you're coming that to that way back. <laughs> not that way back. <laughs> Well, let's just say you were born in Seattle, but now you're all the way on the East Coast in New mm -hmm. York, and I think have been there for quite a while. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you were working for, is it, is it okay to say 42 years <laughs> with um, the, a, a prestigious law firm? Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Um, I know you had uh, ended up doing mergers and acquisitions, but what Tell me about that company and how you all launched this Project W and why. Well, that's a lot of questions and a fairly lengthy answer. But let me start first with my career as a lawyer. I have been practicing 42 years, although I retired from the practice at the end of last year. And now I'm focused solely on Project W. I was with several law firms. I started with a law firm here in New York. I went back to Seattle in the mid eighties and was with the law firm there, which then ultimately took me back to New York. And I've been back here for probably 20 years. Um, the firm I'm currently with Davis Wright Tremaine is, um, based in Seattle, but it has offices all over the country. And Project W, the origin story behind that really is that at the various firms I've been uh, with and a partner in many of them, I served on the management committee of three different law firms. I was just seeing no progress with women in the law. I mean, the beginning 15 years ago, law school classes were at least 50% women, but still in law firms, the partnership ranks are far below that. Uh, we actually at Davis Wright set the gold standard, but only about 30% of our partners are women. So I was just fed up with the glacial speed at which uh, women were progressing in the law. And I also 
started thinking about where women can make the most impact. And, you know, unless you're um, a Ruth Bader Ginsburg or uh, a Gloria Allred, law is not the easiest place to really have a broad impact. You can help your clients, but it women in politics and women in companies. And I support a lot of women candidates, but I sort of decided that I could solve a couple problems by helping women build successful businesses. Um, women at the top in businesses really are change agents. And we can talk more about that. But um, I also had this thesis that if there were more women running companies, they'd hire more women lawyers. And so I started Project W really as um, a side gig. It was a passion project. Uh, we, after talking about it for two years, we held our first uh, boot camp uh, in 2016 for 20 founders. They all showed up on time, were there all day, and, and I wait, and I love the idea of a pitch boot camp because so many women are told, oh, go pitch, go pitch, but they don't even know where to begin to create their deck or to even put their pitch together or what are investors looking for. This is not their wheelhouse. That's why I love these things that you're doing, the, you know, the 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 boot camp, the uh accelerator program, yeah. you know, very exciting that you're offering those types of things. Well, and it's it's a lot more than just the pitch. I mean, the pitch may be the culmination, but it's, um, you know, it's really depending on which we have programs for founders at very different stages in their companies, but depending on where they are, I mean, it could be as rudimentary as, you know, do you have product market fit? How do you get your product launched? Does your technology do what it's supposed to do? Um, how do you uh, build a team that's and manage a team that's high performing? All those building blocks, which are really key to building a successful business. I think so many people try to go it on their long on their own. Um, I was just seeing a promo from this group I belong to called the Bra Network, uh, which stands for Business Relationships Alliances, and uh, they were saying, you know solopreneur is not something you want to be. And so I, I agree with that statement that, you know, it takes a village and people, women need to seek out entities um, like Project W to take advantage of surrounding themselves with a village of mentors and resources and information as well as funding. So um this is why what you're doing is so important. And anyone can join Project W, right? If they're a female founder or a funder or a fund manager. Well, certainly in our uh, network, we get you know, our community, we, we welcome everyone. Uh, our programs, and we do some larger events, but what we've really decided is we can have the most uh, impact when we do smaller accelerator programs where we have a, a group of women, a cohort who are all about at the same stage in their company's development and who are often um, a, in a similar type of business. I mean, most of our accelerators are industry agnostic, but 
they tend to be tech or tech enabled. Uh, we ran last year an accelerator for uh, female founded packaged food brands. Uh, it, you know, really interesting, all the different alternative protein products out there and a lot of women are involved in developing those. And there we, we brought in experts from everything from food safety to labeling to co-packing and distribution. I so love that it, you did that niche because so many funds and so many uh, accelerators are just so focused on just tech. And yet there's so many women out there creating amazing food products and beverage products. I just talked to one yesterday I had on my show. Uh, maybe, you know, Betsy Four at Tiny Organics, which is yeah. all about, yeah, organic food for babies and kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and she's just raised $20 million. Um, but it is tough in that particular sector when everybody's throwing money at tech and, uh, you know, uh, STEM and stuff. But, you know, it's great that you focused in on that. I think there's a, a lack of resources and um, opportunities for people in that space. So that's great that you did that. Yeah, the, the and the issues for a CPG company, the issues are very different in terms of how you scale your company. I mean, you need to get product on shelves. Do you do it through Amazon? Do you do it, uh, you know, through your own website? Uh, And so marketing is a big challenge. Distribution is a big challenge. Um, And actually, Tiny Organics, I believe, is a client of our firm. And they, um, there were at least one or two folks from the company that did workshops for us at that accelerator. Oh, wow. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice cross-pollination. I know yeah, she yeah. is one of those women who is super successful and then really gives back to help other women, which is very cool. Yeah. Um, so um, you also shared with me that you are doing um, a woman of color cohort. Yes. Yeah. So just by way of a little background, we were finding in our programming um, that we were when we were seeing companies that had actually raised some money, some pre-seed or seed, and we're starting to get traction. There were very few black women and Latinas, and we knew that it wasn't because of a scarcity of high potential black women and Latina founders. Uh, we had done in, in June of 2020, right after George Floyd's murder, we uh, reached out to our network and we ended up pairing over 120 black founders with mentors. And so we, we, had, we knew there was a, a huge um, uh, universe of high potential founders but we weren't seeing them. So we launched last summer, the Tech Equity Hub, which um, was for pre-seed stage Black and Latinx founders. We had wonderful partners, US Bank, Microsoft's Venture Fund, M12, um, uh, RGA, uh, Stripe. And it, it was our most ambitious program, 12 weeks, at least two workshops, uh, a week. We had a cohort of 10 women who were just amazing. 
um, really interesting stories, all of them. And one of them just, this, this was, the program was last summer and just a month or so ago, one of them raised uh, a $1.3 million round. She's Latina, the only the third Latina to raise um, over a million dollars. Third Latina woman. Yeah, third, yeah. So, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. And you guys helped with that. That is so cool. Um, you know, uh, Alicia Castilla Holly is the one that introduced us and she right. said, got to talk to Lynn Locker. She is such a trailblazer in this space of helping to empower women. And so I just love this program that you're heading up and that you really started at that firm so many years ago, really way before a lot of other people were even thinking about this. So bravo. Thank and, and it seems like with the things you're telling me that it's always evolving and changing. Like you were telling me even, you know, coming up uh, 2023, your focus is on food and beverage, um, which I, like I said, is kind of out of the box because a lot of people aren't putting a focus mm -hmm. on that um, like they are on tech and, and so forth. Um, so, you know, I think that's great. And it, and it sounds like you team up with a lot of corporate sponsors for your programs. Well, we um, we're very fortunate because we don't we don't need sponsorship in terms of financial capital, but we get human capital and social capital. Um, we which are just as important, right? Absolutely, sometimes more important at an early stage. So uh, Davis Wright Tremaine has been uh, funding. All our programs, we of course tap into the talent at the law firm, but we've been very fortunate to get a number of companies involved. And then we have just an amazing group of both women and men, uh, business exec executives, investors who give their time. In fact, we have, um, we're doing our eighth Women Entrepreneurs Bootcamp. We're back in person. It's a day-long program, May 2nd in New York. And uh, we've got um, someone who's from Insight Ventures, which is a large venture fund doing a workshop on developing you know, a high-performing team. We've got uh, a man who is the uh, head of all regional sales for SAP, uh, here in the Northeast doing a, a workshop on sales. So, you know, we, we rely on uh, the, you know, immense generosity of our community to give of their time and expertise to support the founders in our network. It really, you know, I've started saying, I, I think it takes more than a village. It really takes an ecosystem. Right, right. That's a, that's a good way of putting it. You're absolutely right. Um, I also want to talk about that you are an angel investor. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we always talk about we need more women to be angel investors. Um, I see you also get behind women founded funds. So mm -hmm. uh, you had mentioned to me Bell Capital, Backstage Capital, True Wealth Ventures, right. all started by women. Um, mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about that, uh, what you invest in and some of the success stories and, and, and why you invest in what you do. Well, I'm still waiting for the big exit, but um, <laughs> the 
I started investing, I suppose, later than some people. I've really been actively investing in women in, I would say, the past 10 years. And um, it's interesting because I started primarily because I thought that was a way of supporting women. I, you know, I have, I've always given to nonprofits, but it's, this is such an interesting conundrum. I think a lot of women have no hesitation writing a fairly big check to a nonprofit, but when it comes to writing a check to make an equity investment in a fund or a company, there's a hesitation and you, know, you actually get more bang for your buck out of uh, an equity investment. So, and it's just as helpful. That's the whole thing. Right. Is, you know, anytime you're getting behind a woman who's creating something that's going to impact the planet in a positive way, it's okay if you make money yeah. and help a woman and help the planet. It's that's okay. Right. Yeah. So, as I've been, so you're right, you mentioned the three funds. The backstage capital was one of the early investments I made. Arlen Hamilton, who's sort of become an icon and um, really was one, a pioneer in terms of, first of all, she'd never raised a fund before. And she raised a fund and was focused on investing in really underrepresented founders, so BIPOC founders. Um, and as I started investing more, I've made some direct investments and then I've made investments through um, platforms like Plum Alley and the Unreasonable Group where they bring forward opportunities and then they put together special purpose vehicles. So if you, you uh, put your money together with other investors, then the check is even larger. And as I've been in doing more investing, it's interesting that for the most part, I've discovered I have two primary areas of interest, healthcare, particularly women's health and sustainability and you know, preserving the planet. Um, and I, it was just, I hadn't really realized and so to, until I started looking at my portfolio that the, there were those themes underlying it. And every now and then there's an outlier. I'm, uh, I invested, I guess it was two years ago in First Women's Bank in Chicago. It's, it's not a venture investment. That's like, you know, it, it is uh, as old fashioned as you can get, but uh, First Women's Bank was founded by women, including the former head of the Small Business Administration. And their focus is to bank women and make loans to women-owned companies. Um, and so those are that, that's sort of what, I'm having great fun doing it. I've met some amazing people uh, and I, I'm, I know that many of those investments are going to be successful. That that's very exciting, and it is an exciting world that we're trying to expose to people. Um, mm -hmm. Like you said, you know, you started investing later in life. A lot of women, you know, over forty or over fifty, uh, can start investing as angels, yeah. and many of them have that capability. But like you said, they'll think nothing of involved uh, getting behind a nonprofit. But it's just as important to get behind a for profit 
and can be very lucrative too. So it serves a lot of purposes. Very exciting world to immerse yourself in, right? The right. shakers, the innovations, it's very exciting. Um, if yeah. I can make one, I'm actually not an LP, but one uh, in, in this fund or fund of funds, but Portfolio. Are you familiar with Portfolio? They're, they're yes, started by Trish Costello. Talking soon uh, over there. Oh, yeah. Yes. But Portfolio is such a brilliant way of democratizing venture investment because you still have to be an accredited investor. So have a certain annual income and a certain net worth. Um, but the portfolio has an, a portfolio has a number of different funds along different industry sec, uh, sectors um, and the minimum buy-in as an LP is ten thousand dollars so if you make that investment you can also you, you you end up diversifying your investment because each fund invests in six to eight companies and right. I and then know, I think, some people might not know what LP is so we'll just say that's called limited partner, right. angel investor in a venture capital fund. Typically these funds will have up to a $250,000 minimum. So that's why Lynn is bringing up that $10,000 minimum is a great way for you to dip your toe in and get familiar with becoming an, uh, a limited partner in a venture fund. Yeah, it's, um, and you, you, it also, I mean, the, the challenge of getting started as an angel investor is you, you do need to diversify because um, not every company is going to make it. Uh, and if you have a portfolio of a number of companies, you know, you're hedging your bets and you know some number of them are going to be successful. Right. And, you know, I've heard stories of, you know, t sometimes, uh, you know, a fund will have 20 or 25 and get one unicorn. But I do know uh, we have a film coming up we're making about a female founded fund. Their first three investments were all unicorns. That's so they amazing. all end up being billion dollar companies. So women are really good at this. And it's good to invest in these women founded yeah. funds. They're really successful. And one thing you said is, uh, about Arlen being an exception to starting your own fund, not knowing anything about funding. And I will say, as I'm following this in, in this film series, looking at women that are starting funds, I would say the majority of them have never started a fund. They're just smart, brilliant women yeah. who know what they're doing and know a lot about investing. But it is incredible, the stories of how women are starting their own funds. And it's so important for us to accelerate the funding. They are one of the answers. The other answer is that we need more women investing in those funds. And that's what we try to talk about every week. Well, you know, it's, and, and our, just to, to clarify, Arlen got really smart really fast in terms of learning how to invest, but she did, you know, she had never raised a oh, fund. She before. went from homeless to, multi-million right, right. dollar fund. It was yeah, yeah. crazy, wonderful story. But, you know, in addition to women investing in women fund managers, which I've done and I think is really important, the key to getting more money down to underrepresented founders is more institutional investment in women fund managers. And you raised... You just mentioned how many 
women are starting their own funds. Well, the, the problem they have is they're so-called emerging managers and pension funds and endowments, insurance companies, they, there are a whole lot of reasons, but they generally don't invest in emerging managers. And it is, it's so hard to raise a first fund. And if there were more institutional money coming in, they'd women would raise their funds faster, they'd raise bigger funds, and that would mean more money flowing into female founded companies. Right. And so we hope that there's some heads of corporations and uh, foundations and family funds listening to this podcast and taking note of how they could really help accelerate that funding. Uh, you know, thank you so much for sharing your personal story and also telling us all about Project W, how it started, how people can be a part of it, um, and all the great things that you're doing. So I hope people will check that out. Where can they find you all, Lynn, on social media? Well, I'm a LinkedIn, Lynn Loaker, L-O-A-C-K-E-R, or you can find us, Project W, um, www.dwt.com slash Project W. But I think if you just plug in Project W, you'll probably find us. Yes. And do you guys have uh, Facebook or Instagram? We have Instagram, Project W, where Project W is on LinkedIn. Uh, we have um, we have an amazing team and our social media director, who's a guy, Josh Gardner, he gets Project W better than anyone. So he, he does all our posts and he's wonderful. So I'm sure if you're on LinkedIn and put in Project W, you'll see some of Josh's work. Fantastic. Well, I hope people will seek out those wonderful resources. Um, of course, everyone can follow me, Catherine Gray, at Invest in Her on Instagram or um, any of the uh, social media. You can find uh, She Angel Investors and visit our website. Lynn, thank you so much for being a fantastic guest. Uh, everybody, make it a great week. Remember to invest in another woman this week. Take care. Thanks, Catherine. And remember to check out the Wealthy Women's Summit put on by our podcast sponsor, The Bra Network. Here's a message from their founder, Carrie Murray. I know we've all been to hundreds of conferences, just hearing the word conference and you can picture the lanyard and the name tag and the taste of cold coffee. You wrap up, you post on Instagram, maybe you get a swag bag, you leave thinking, well, now that I'm empowered, what's next? How does this help my growth, both personally and professionally? Well, it's time to change things up. It's time to shake things out. Prosperity plus abundance. Flourish plus consciousness. That is the Wealthy Women Summit. Set for August 25th and 26th in the beautiful Long Beach Harbor, right next to the Queen Mary, docked is the Sir Winston Yacht, because nothing says a conference about wealth than a conference that takes place on a yacht. We are going to be have panels and speakers and workshops on all the different decks, everything to help you cultivate a life that is more than just wealth meaning the money you have in the bank, but wealth in mind and body, wealth in leadership and growth, wealth in health, wealth in life. We want to provide you with a full experience of living a wealthy lifestyle. Now, I want you to head over to the wewosummit.com website. It's wewo, W-E-W-O, summit.com and use promo code invest to get 15% off your ticket to this very unique experience. 
See you this summer. Remember, if you're looking to launch a business or grow your business, check out our e-course, Six Ways to Fund Your Business, available at sheangelinvestors.com. Our theme music was created and produced by Lindsay Tomasic.